Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Gordon Dean, and this is the Source Seed Pod podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Source Seed Pod podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Dean. It's finally happened, folks. I have spent so much time over the past several months preaching about turning to God, allowing Him to be our strength, looking to Him when everything else is falling apart around us. And I've finally gotten to a point where my broken human state has had all that it can bear for the time being. I'm not going to bore you with the details, but I am going to tell you that I just learned of the passing of another family member. And no, this was not COVID-related. The man's been sick for some time. And as many people often do in a situation where the prognosis is not exceptionally bright. Knowing that the next surgery could very well be the one he didn't wake up from, he had opted to go ahead and move forward with a surgery that was in all likelihood going to be pointless at best, fatal at worst. But before they could do that, they needed to get his condition far more stabilized. And it was in that process that he passed away. Now, I'm not going to sit here and try to inflate the man's memory, I honestly, I knew him, I knew him somewhat well, but certainly not intimately. But his passing hurts. And I'm sure you've heard the old phrase about, you know, the last straw or the straw that breaks the camel's back. And if you don't know what that means, let me, let me illustrate for you. There's a certain point at which a camel, or to be less graphic, any reached its absolute maximum capacity such to the point where simply throwing a 
a blade of straw on it surpasses that capacity and the whole thing collapses. I'm reasonably sure that the vast majority of my audience has experienced something to this effect at some time or another in their life. Things, worries, concerns, events pile up and pile up and pile up and we're doing just fine till we get to a certain point and then one more thing drops on that pile and we collapse. It's too much. It's impossible to withstand any longer. It's been said that sometimes God allows us to reach the absolute bottom so that the only place we have to look is up. And I like that idea from the standpoint that it's true. Sometimes in order for us to truly understand the gifts that we have in the form of God and his love, we have to have a part of ourselves broken so that the only thing left that can fill that broken part is his love or his strength or his wisdom or his grace. It's also been said that the Lord will never give you more than you can handle. And my experience in life says that while that's a, a lovely idea that the Lord will only give us things that, we, that he knows we have the strength in him to get through, the reality of the situation is that God will push us past or allow us to be pushed past our own limitations and capabilities so that we have no choice but to rely on him, to let him prop us up. And as I was thinking about this and 
trying to figure out what I was going to say in this podcast because as I've said before, these, these recordings are every bit as much for me as they are for you. And oftentimes I find a great deal of spiritual and emotional catharsis in the prep that it takes to be able to put one of these together. And at the same time, being able to hear out loud what my heart knows that I should be doing is often very helpful. So as I'm trying to process the loss of my uncle, as I had said before, keep in mind, it's, it's not that I was exceptionally close with him. Uh, I, I, again, I love the man very much, and he was an inspiration to me as well as I'm sure, absolutely sure, dozens of other people. But we had known that he was sick for a long time and, and that this was coming and coming soon. And I am mentally and emotionally prepared for it, yet when I, I received that notification, I still... It was genuinely the last straw. I couldn't support any more weight. And what do I mean by that? I mean that this this year has been a dumpster fire. There has been so much going on, and I know I've already covered most of it in, in a previous podcast. In fact, actually, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that posted online the day before I'm recording this. But there has been so much that has absolutely, positively been destructive and hurtful and confusing. So what do we do with that? Well, it's easy for me to stand here and say, turn to God. Place your trust in God. Lean on God. He will bring, He is comfort. He is joy. But let's be honest, folks. There are moments in our lives that we know that with our head. But for whatever reason, it's not part of my heart at this moment. Now, don't misunderstand. I'm, I'm not finding myself in a position where I'm, I'm questioning God's existence or 
I'm, I'm trying to figure out does he really love me? Why does God let this sort of thing happen to me? And it's not just me. Understand, this is not a question of my faith. It's more, I guess, a need to truly and actively seek out his face. It's one thing to kind of go from day to day knowing that you are God's chosen and knowing that you are blessed and knowing that you are spending the rest of eternity with him. And it's its its, its own thing to be able to to stand before people and say, Jesus loves you and know that in a way that others can't experience. But then there are those moments where all we can do is simply drop to our knees and cry out to God a soul-piercing, gut-wrenching cry of pain that comes from somewhere in your soul. And if you look in the Bible, you will see that the Bible is full of times that God's people cried out to him. And if you look at those, you will see that these are times of intense persecution, usually bondage, captivity. Their, their, their city is under attack by military, overwhelming military forces. It is truly an overwhelming life and death struggle in which God's people cry out to him. And we know from the translations of the, the original Greek and the original Hebrew that these are not just, you know, hey God, help me out here, I screwed up. No. These are cries of anguish and fear and desperation from the very bottom of their soul. The kind of pain that I pray you never have to go through, but I guarantee that in this life either you have or you will, and chances are very good that you will again. Because we are human and we can only handle so much before it all comes crashing down on us and it's too much to handle. And as I was looking through Scripture, I found what I think is, is frankly the 
the penultimate cry out to God. Now, before I get into this, I want to point something out to you. You need to understand, if you don't already, you need to understand that Jesus is the Son of God. The, the being that we know as Jesus, that, that name was given to him when he was born from Mary's womb, but he was always before that. And if you look through the Bible, you'll find in the Old Testament there are numerous relations, or uh, references rather, to the Lord, capital L, Lord, the Lord. And in most instances, if you look closely at the context, at the language that was used in the original Greek or the original Hebrew, you will find that it is a reference to God the Son, the, the, the entity, if you will, the aspect of God that would eventually come to earth in flesh and be known as Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the perfect atoning sacrifice. And so what you need to understand is that this being is God, is part of God, is God, has always been from before time ever existed. Jesus has been. And he has been in communion with God the Father from eternity past through eternity future with one exception. As Jesus hung on the cross, he was hanging there as the perfect sacrifice. And under the old sacrificial system, all of the sins were placed on the animal and died with that animal. But you see, God cannot abide with sin. And in a moment, Jesus took on himself all of the sins of mankind, past, present, and future, all the sins of mankind that would be atoned for throughout history. And so in that moment, and the way Paul describes it, is to say that he who knew no sin became sin on our behalf. Well, if you'll remember, God cannot abide sin. So in that moment... God turned away from his one and only son in what had to have been the most 
unbelievable pain Jesus could have suffered because it was God's will that he was there to fulfill. He is in and of himself God. He has spent eternity past and eternity future as part of God and yet for this one moment and this is the moment the whole narrative points to the moment that Jesus came here to accomplish the death of all sins placed on him and in that moment he was abandoned by God God could not look on him because he was made to be our sin. Now all of that said, I want you to listen very carefully to what Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 45, has to say. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. Now I'm going to stop right there for just a second. When we find ourselves in this position where we have no... No, nothing else we can do. A prayer cannot even come out of our mouths. We have no choice but to cry out to God from our souls. It is a time of despair that is, is, is dark and it's painful and it feels like it's been going on and on and on. And so from the sixth hour there was darkness all over the land until the ninth hour and about the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a voice saying Eloi Eloi lama sabachthani that is my God my God why have you forsaken me now we also know that that is a quote from the Old Testament David I believe but it means so much more when you put it in light of the fact that the Son of God had his connection to the Father severed in the moment when he needed it the most. Verse 47 and on goes on to describe the last few seconds of Jesus' life. What I want you to take away from this, folks, is that you're going if you live long enough, you're going to go through hardship. It's just the nature of the human condition. And there most likely will come a time when you can't form the words to pray. Your heart is so overloaded and so dark 
that it feels like you're being swallowed alive by this pain and this darkness and you can't put the words together to even give your own name, let alone pray to God. And so from your gut, from your soul, from your heart comes this earth-shattering scream. that says more to God than any other prayer you could possibly muster up. Because it is as real as your cry to him will ever, ever be. There's no pretense There's none of this, what Mike Warnke used to call King James prayers. Oh, Lordeth, our Godeth, please in thine beatitudinal mercy. It's the exact opposite. It is nothing but the cry of your heart. It says everything to God that your mouth just can't. And it is the most genuine, the most pure prayer that you could possibly utter. And in that moment, he will touch you and he will bring you healing. So don't be afraid to cry out to the Lord. When you don't have the words to pray, just cry out to the Lord. He will bring you the strength that you need to get back up off of your knees if you will just let him. He will dust you off. He will point you in the right direction. And he will wrap his cloak around you. Never to leave you nor forsake you the way that he did his son for that one moment. So don't be afraid to cry out to God. This has been the Sore Seed Pod podcast, and I'm still your host, Gordon Dean.